0: Nobody believed me I was opening a studio and so I just started changing my language. I was like, I'm opening a yoga studio and everyone's like, oh my God, that's awesome. When? I'm like, I don't know. Soon. And (laughs) Once I started kind of declaring it and believing it, things just kind of started falling into place. The money became available. Didn't take that much to start up, but we were able to make it happen in a very short amount of time with very little
2: Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the IMCO podcast, and we're doing something a little bit different this year with some of our episodes. We're repurposing some of our favorite episodes around specific topics related to entrepreneurship. This month, we're focusing on entrepreneurship and community, us, we, our, together. And we're going to look at entrepreneurship and industries and different types of entrepreneurship and ultimately what that really means. But we're also going to delve deeper into the importance of community networking, niche communities, and how that supports being a CEO, entrepreneur, and business owner. So sit back and enjoy these special episodes around entrepreneurship and community. You know, a lot of people think that when you start a business, it's like you, you know, you have the idea and the next day you have, you know, 15 studios or something like that. But to hear the progression step-by-step on how you've been able to do that from having an idea or having like, you know, actual pain and coming up with an idea and then just kind of going from there step-by-step has been awesome to hear.
0: Yeah. And nobody believed me I was opening a studio, and so I just started changing my language. I was like, I'm opening a yoga studio, and everyone's like, oh, my God, that's awesome. When? I'm like, I don't know. Soon. And <laughs> it, once I started kind of declaring it and believing it, things just kind of started falling into place. The money became available. didn't take that much to start up, but we were able to make it happen in a very short amount of time
2: with very little. Wow, that's powerful. Like, like you said, you spoke it into manifestation.
0: Yeah, mm. I did. There was literally blood, sweat, and tears, like lots of crying. I didn't think it was going to work, lots of sweat. We physically,
2: we did our own build-out, and then I got a paper cut on signing the lease, so there was blood, too. Could you take us through, I guess, what some of the things are that you do at Honest Soul Yoga, and what kind of, like, makes you unique from maybe other essential studios that are in the area?
0: So, obviously, our primary focus is yoga. We offer over 65 classes a week. Our offerings are for yoga classes for adults. But we have expanded into family offerings. We do prenatal babies, kids, and so forth. But again, our primary offering is for adults. It is all movement-based, so primarily flow. But we do offer restorative yoga, which is something that is becoming more and more popular. A lot more people are looking like understanding that they need to relax. And we also are starting to add more things that are not just focused on the movement, like meditation. In addition to our yoga classes, we are a yoga training school. So we do train people to become yoga teachers we offer a 200 hour program which would be like an associate and okay. then we have we're launching a 3500 hour program this year which would be more like a bachelor's program for more advanced teachers teachers looking to take it to the next level so we offer a lot of yoga and I think what separates us from other studios is we have really fine tuned what our brand is. We're very clear on what we offer and what we do well. I learned pretty quickly not to offer everything, but offer just a few services and get really good at those. Uh And then we also focus on our members. They're definitely our top priority, and we take a lot of pride in our community. And I feel like our space reflects that, our physical space. We have very spacious rooms. We have a very spacious lobby with a lot of amenities, like a tea bar and lockers and different things like that, that they don't have to pay extra for. Okay. We try to create an environment where people feel like they belong.
2: Awesome. Awesome. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying, you know, I guess in your early days when you were kind of looking around for, I guess, especially a community, it kind of sounds like you have, and you built that to some degree with your studios.
0: Yeah. We have a lot of military members. We're right outside Fort Belvoir. So we tend to get I mean, more than half our population of our studio is military. So we understand okay. that people are here for a short amount of time, usually two years. That's typically how long we have a client with military. And they're looking for their home when they first get here, like getting grounded and getting back to feeling more like that a place that where they may belong or fit in. So we try to be that place for everybody. Like they feel welcome. We say their name when they come in the door. We have a lot of community-based activities like a book club and happy hours right. and things just. Connect with other people so you can
2: make friends. Yeah, and that's huge for somebody, uh, like you said, whether you're in your 20-something or, of course, you're a military person that's gone from place to place to place or location to location, and you're trying to look for a home and a place to kind of feel comfortable, especially in working out and something that might be kind of new. It seems like that's something that you guys are able to do very well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we also realized, I actually started a family in those four years that I've had my studio open. I had two kids, and... Wow, did you have
2: time?
0: (laughs) Not that it was crazy enough opening or expanding twice, but having two kids during that, too. Wow. But our community as well is our families, young families, older families. but We don't just focus on the one person, but how do we make this fit for your whole family?
2: Right. Right. That makes sense. So what types of things do you feel like have made you successful as a business owner and what can kind of like other business owners kind of learn from?
0: I think for me, I love yoga, but business was always my first love. I love to be innovative. I love business. I was a business major. And for me, business has been a way for me to have kind of that creative outlet it's almost come natural to me owning a business and being able to look at the big picture not just day to day but kind of looking at what the market is offering how we can innovate within the market and also we've really i really like to define our brand and i love branding another thing too early on one of my mentors told me to hire up and any time i've come across anything that wasn't a natural fit for me to do or i struggled with like quickbooks i opened that and then quickly closed it I hire the best people that I can find. Like I always try to hire up and make sure I'm working with the best people. I'm also a big picture person, like I said earlier, and I love to kind of re-engineer things. I guess that's my IT engineering background coming back, but I like to look at (laughs) how things are being done now and how can we improve them? How can we do them better? And what are things nobody else is doing? And that stuff comes naturally to me, and I have a lot of fun doing that. And also, even though yoga is a tradition, This is the fitness industry and so we have to offer things that get people coming back and we have to keep people interested and I like to bring in different things that get people excited. And that want to come back, obviously, we still stay true to our roots of yoga, but we may change things up a little bit and do little pop ups or fun things to keep people coming back in the door. And then also knowing that people have a set budget every month for health and wellness. And that does include gym memberships, massages, hair appointments, manicures, whatever. Uh And that budget I'm competing with. So, like I said, we have to keep things interesting and keeping People engaged and also innovating and seeing what the trends are in the industry, not just yoga, but fitness as a whole. That still fits in with our mission and our core offerings, but again, keeping people engaged and wanting to come back.
2: You're absolutely right. I can't say that enough, especially in any industry, especially in the fitness industry creating a product or a service or you're creating memberships where people have to come back every time. You want to make sure that just like your workout plan where you have to continually to work yourself out in a different way to continue to see results, you have to do that in business as well. So it's great that you kind of tapped into that. You love yoga and you've taken your business background and your engineering background and you've kind of been able to manifest that in in Honest Soul Yoga.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people that want to start businesses are are stressed in whatever career they may be in because they feel like they'll never get out of it. But looking back, mm-hmm. like being in IT and yoga sounds like two different careers, but I've been able to pull a lot of what I've done in my past jobs as a network engineer and project manager into my business now. So I, I look at all of my past experiences as kind of preparing me for what we're
2: doing now. Interesting. In what ways have you, have you kind of seen those kind of bleed through? Because most people think that, um, I guess, if you want to, own a yoga studio you have to go and be a yogi. but you can have different backgrounds you're saying and still be able to kind of pull from those skills or experiences yeah
0: and you know it's funny everyone that comes to yoga we have so many unique backgrounds all different walks of life i think people are attracted to yoga because it does change your life in one way or another but for mm-hmm. me being an engineer and project manager like the business side of things i'm able to organize better or understand how to organize my business from the back end. And I feel I laugh sometimes because a lot of stuff we did in the corporate world, I'm like, oh, yeah, HR departments
2: and policies and procedures, we need all those
0: things in a yoga studio. Right.
2: right. And that's how you, I guess you've been able to kind of develop that culture to some degree.
0: Yeah. I, um, this business, I still hire people. So we have right now almost 40 employees. So we have to have awesome. all of the best practices for a business to be able to employ people as well, not just being able to do the day-to-day operations, but being a good employer, too. And I look up to a lot of the companies I've worked for and pulled from them what they did that I really admired for their employees. So for me, it's not just about my business and clients, but also being a good employer as well.
2: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that's not a – it's kind of like it just speaks kudos to who you are as a leader, that you've been able to do that and how you're comfortable enough, like you said, to even hire up. I think that's a big thing that a lot of business owners – Sometimes, you know, don't do as well where they're trying to maybe hire less or equal to, but you've been able to be confident in understanding where you want, you know, the business to go and how and what pieces need to be in place for you to do that.
0: Yeah, I know what I'm good at now. It's taken me a few years to be okay with that, mm-hmm. but I also know what I'm not good at. And there are people that are very good at that kind of stuff and being able to bring people onto my team to support that, I feel like only elevates us as a community and a
2: business. Right, and it has a bigger impact on the entire community, so that's awesome. If you could maybe look or hold a crystal ball and you can look maybe three to five years down the line and you can say this is where honest soul yoga is going to be, could you kind of paint that picture for us on where, what things you have in place, what things you're thinking about, you know, working on and, and kind of like where honest soul yoga would be in the next three to five years?
0: Sure. Like I said, I I sometimes get too many ideas and very creative. So there's many directions we can go. And I actually just talking about hiring up. I just hired a business coach that I start with this week to kind of help me fine tune those that direction. But for awesome. right now, the yoga industry is going online. So I think for us, we'll still have our physical studio. Absolutely, that is super important. But taking the some elements online, being able to offer classes online. And like I said, we have a big military community, and a lot of them want to still practice with us, but can't from other states. So being able to offer some sort of online program. So that's something we have in the works for the future. I do see myself opening up other locations, and then also we're down the road three, five years, hoping to franchise or license. So that's definitely in the work. And then also expanding our training center. So like I said, we offer training like your associates and bachelor's degree equivalent of teacher training, but expanding that and taking it that also online and also taking that nationwide. I have a couple partners that I work with that don't live locally. So being able to offer training anywhere in the world or state, I like to think big. So awesome. we have a lot of things in the work. And then of course, just awesome. making what we
2: have now really good. Yeah. I mean, it definitely sounds like, and I mean, I'm an ideas person too. So just uh, <laughs> seeing, especially the whole military connection that you just made, I think that's huge because like you said, a lot of people are looking for a home, so to speak. And, you know, you have to move every two years or every three years, like you mentioned, but still to be able to still tap into that community is is huge. So I think that's a phenomenal idea. Thank you. I know you, you gave us a little bit, some tips on like kind of what somebody that is maybe in the health and wellness industry And is trying to start a business should do. Do you have maybe two or three other tips that you can kind of give to those that are maybe looking to start a business and what things they can do to kind of be successful as well?
0: Yeah. Well, like I said earlier, hire up. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That was my tip.
2: (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
0: Just understanding that as a business owner, know that we can't do everything by ourselves. Don't be afraid Mm -hmm. to ask for help. And even if you can't afford good help or help at all in the beginning, maybe reach out to friends and family, but I think most importantly, have a really good website and work with your team. And that team is your lawyer, your accountant, and banker. Like get to know people that are your team of support. Because I've made a lot of mistakes in my business. I probably could write a book on that. But Uh I think having people, legal people, your accountant, people that really support you and have your back, and also being able to ask questions to them and understand how everything works from a financial or legal standpoint, just to protect yourself. Do
2: you have three maybe tips that are just for people that are trying to improve their health and wellness that you can kind of give to us to kind of be maybe more mindful or just healthier overall?
0: Yeah, sure. I think what's most important in what I teach in every single one of my classes is just to learn how to breathe. It seems like we know how to breathe because we do it not thinking about it, but A lot of times people aren't paying attention to actually how they're breathing. They're holding their breath or they're breathing too fast. But just starting with being aware of how you're taking your breath in and taking your breath out and not even trying to do any specific type of breathing, but just notice, are you breathing? I think that's the first step. Second, I think people need to take time to be quiet. We call it meditation, but it could just be sitting and doing nothing and not worrying that your thoughts may be coming up, but just being aware of those thoughts. And sitting with them and not having to do anything with it. And just letting our busy minds have a moment to just be still, even though our mind might not feel still. And then last, Mm -hmm. I think it's just move your body. I mean, yoga is not the only thing out there. There's so many amazing fitness things that you can do to move your body. It's just literally move your body.
2: Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I wanted to kind of pick your brain and just get an idea of like, what do you feel is maybe unique or special about being a healthy CEO?
0: Yeah. So as a healthy CEO, we naturally impact people's lives. Like there's no question about that. And I think where I've had to find the balance is being able to run a successful business to be financially successful, but also successful as an employer, but also just being a good human being. All of my decisions, I look at from two directions. Are they great for the business but are they also great for my clients am i being a good human being i think that's what's most important to me about being a healthy ceo or or making the decisions for everyone not just for one side
2: yeah that
1: makes sense thank you for listening to the i am ceo podcast powered by cb nation and blue 16 media tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co i am ceo is not just a phrase it's a community Be sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. This has been the I Am CEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.